You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas. It's so wonderful that we're here to celebrate the birth of our Savior. One of the things that this Christmas Eve service emphasizes is the smallness of the scene. You've probably got a, a nativity scene set up at your house. There's a, a, at least the very smallest one. It has Mary and Joseph with a Jesus, just, just like the one right up there. I grew up with this really complex nativity scene. There was Mary and Joseph, and then there was the stable over that, and there were several different animals, and then you had four or five shepherds over here with their sheep, and then you had the wise men. But if you were really geeky, the wise men were across the room because they, they don't get here until Epiphany, right? But we're, the reason we're here is because we know that Christmas isn't just about this beautiful, idyllic scene. It isn't just about the cows and the animals and the hay and the, the baby in a manger. It's about what the baby had come to do. Because Jesus isn't just a nice child and a nice story. Jesus came with a mission. He came with a purpose. And today I'd like to talk about that by looking at our psalm. And I'd like to look at the last couple of sections where it says, Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power. In holy garments, from the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The New Testament tells us that this passage, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, belongs to one of the titles of Jesus Christ. Now I know that when I say priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, you're all right. Yes, I fully understand that. Right? We get that. No, of course not. This is a really obscure story with a really obscure man. To understand what the Bible is talking about here, you have to go to Genesis chapter 14, where Abram runs into this priest, also a king. And it says, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of, the most, of God the Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. That makes it clearer, doesn't it? But this story gives us a couple of things that we should know. When you look at Melchizedek's name, it means something. It means king of righteousness. When you look at what he was the king of, Salem, which comes from the word shalom, which comes from peace. So he's the king of righteousness and peace. And not only that, is he is a priest of God the Most High, 
a priest long before there were priests of Israel. See, this priest wasn't a descendant of Aaron. All of those priests came after Moses, brought the people out of Egypt, and settled in the land. And all the sons of Aaron were the ones who did all of those priestly things. Melchizedek was different. A priest who is the king of righteousness, the king of peace, chosen by God especially to be a priest and to bless Abram. The book of Hebrews applies this title to Jesus, the King of Peace, the Priest of God who comes to us. Now, priests in the Old Testament times, there were two different kinds that you would see. Priests of the pagans, they would, their job was to go out and try to get a hold of a god and grab his attention so they could bribe him to do stuff for them. One of the most important gods of the time that Israel kept chasing after was Baal. And the way they would try to, the reason they did that is because he was in charge of the rain. And so they would go and they would offer sacrifices and they would worship him in the attempt to get him to send rain. And that kind of priest was one who tried to reach up into heaven to connect with God. But the priests of God were the other way around. They didn't reach up into heaven. Their job was to try to bring God, who wanted to come to his people, down to them. See, God isn't up in heaven sort of waiting for us to climb up there. God looked down on humanity and he wanted to live with them. And we see that in the reading from Genesis, that God wanted to live with his people because he created them to be in communion with him. But we broke away. We broke away from God. And this relationship, he doesn't want it to be that way. He wants to come down to us, to be with us in love. And we know that it wasn't just Adam and Eve, it was us ourselves who rebel against God. And you can tell it in a very simple way. Have you ever watched young children play? Heard them off in a room? It gets pretty loud sometimes, right? Um, when I go down to the preschool classroom, there's lots of, of blocks and things like that. They'll build something really high and they'll crash it and push, push it down. Or they'll drive cars and the cars always end up in an accident, like... It's really fun listening to that. But you know, when you hear quiet, what's happening? They're in trouble. They're doing something they shouldn't, right? Why is it quiet? Because they know they're not supposed to do it, and they love to do it anyway, right? Isn't that sin? Isn't that an example of what we're like? Is that we know what is wrong, and we love to do it anyway? That gap, that sin, creates a problem for a God who wants to be with his people. Because we are unholy, and he is holy, and the two don't mix. And so God sends priests to his people to try to bring them together, to bring the unholy and the holy together 
And that's what Jesus is. Jesus is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, the priests of the Old Testament, they didn't get, their, get it right because they were just sinful people like us. They were people who did all the same bad things that we do. And how could it possibly be that a sinful person could offer the right kind of sacrifices and bring God down to earth to connect us? It just wasn't possible. And there was priest after priest after priest who just followed that same pattern and nothing ever stuck. That is why we needed a priest after the order of Melchizedek. A priest who is pure and holy and special. That's why we needed a God who would come down from the might and power of heaven and be a perfect child. It started out with his virgin birth, born of a, of a woman, not in the natural way, in a way that is sinless and perfect. And it went out through the rest of his life as he went out and served people, as he never sinned, as he took care of the weak and the broken, and then finally as he obeyed God all the way to the point of death on the cross. Jesus was our perfect priest the king of righteousness. And he offers a sacrifice that is better than any sacrifice in the Old Testament. So when you look at the Old Testament priests, they would offer sacrifices for God to bless his people. Most typically, it was sacrifices for forgiveness. When they would bring an animal, a goat or a sheep or a cow or something like that, and they would offer it as a sacrifice to take the punishment of their sin so they could be forgiven. Of course, you have to ask the question, how is it possible that an animal could actually take sin away? Well, it really didn't. Because they'd have to do it over and over and over again, and it never really stuck. That's because it wasn't a perfect sacrifice. Long ago, before now, of course, as being who I am, I used to often forget to buy Christmas presents for my wife. You know, I would get to uh, Christmas Eve, and I'd be like, oh no, I don't have anything done. Now, I would never do that now. After, after 16 years of marriage, you get, you get a little smarter. And I would rush out and try to find something. And it was always tempting, I never did it, but I was tempted to wrap up a little sl slip of paper in a box and write, I owe you one present. <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrible? Open it up, big letdown. I owe you one present. That's sort of like what these sacrifices are like. I owe you one really good and perfect sacrifice. So every time they brought a cow or a bull or a goat or a sheep, it was like a promise. Someday, someone will offer this perfect sacrifice. And that is what our great priest does. The king of righteousness, the king of peace, offers the perfect sacrifice himself. A perfect sacrifice that is holy and perfect because he is holy and perfect. 
that offers up his blood for the forgiveness of sins. This points us to the other section that we talked about, where the psalm says, Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments. It's the blood of that sacrifice that makes us pure and holy, that offers us holy garments. This is what Revelation chapter 7 says. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in their midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. When Jesus offers himself as that perfect sacrifice, he offers it up for your forgiveness, to make you holy, so you can finally be with God the way he wants to be with you, in perfect communion. And that is what Jesus offers us. When we come to Sunday worship to take Holy Communion, he offers you that perfect sacrifice in his body and blood. See, when we take Jesus in, it becomes that moment of pure connection. That God himself, become a man, is delivered to you in his body and blood. And God makes this perfect communion, this perfect connection, so that you are never without him. God sent his son because he wants to be with you. He wants to be perfectly connected to you and all his people, which is why he sent Jesus as that priest after the order of Melchizedek, to offer himself as a sacrifice to bring us together. In his name, amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit concordiaburwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.